following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smack and Raw, episode 68. I am your host, the warden Matt Ritter. I'm here with my co-host, Sir Custelot Travis Pointer. The king. And uh, the king doesn't get to make a declaration yet because I promised you all that I had some things to say about Crown Jewel, and I'm going to get those out of the way right away. What if I promise to be brief? All right, go ahead and be brief. But on Facebook.com slash group slash Mac and Raw, I did promise everyone I had a very heated uh, rant to go on about Crown Jewel, and they all seemed excited. So I hear you. You're saying your king has a decree. I will be brief. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to your king. Crown Jewel is trash. All right, go ahead. So (sighs) Crown Jewel, it hasn't even been a week yet. Even though it feels like a long time ago, it hasn't been a week yet. And they started with fucking Hulk Hogan. And this is besides my personal feelings about Hulk Hogan and how I feel like he's extremely overrated. You you open a show with Hulk Hogan, a man who's spent his entire career as a an American icon who's fought evil foreign powers, a lot of those being Middle Eastern powers or characters portrayed as evil Middle Eastern powers, on a pay-per-view Martin fucking controversy about evil actions of the Saudi Arabia government. And you bring Hulk Hogan out to fucking host right then and there. I knew this was going to be a fucking shit show. The only way to describe this pay-per-view is it was a fucking abomination, ladies and gentlemen. And going in, I knew it wasn't going to be good. What really, really pissed me off was when I realized how bad it was going to be. And I tried to fucking fast forward a little bit. So I didn't have to endure four hours of, fucking boredom wwe network said no fuck you and started the whole thing over so i had to rewatch the first 20 minutes again because it would not let me fast forward through the fucking show <laughs> you have a tournament to determine the best in the world and the best wrestlers on your roster aren't even the fucking tournament first off adding bobby lashley was good i personally don't think jeff hardy should have been in that fucking tournament jeff hardy's great but he's not one of the best in the fucking world The Miz may be one of the best performers in the world, best heels in the world in real life, but portrayed on WWE TV, he is not one of the best in the world, should not have been in that fucking tournament. There were matchups I wanted to see, like Bobby Lashley versus Kurt Angle, that could have been fucking fantastic, that we didn't fucking get. Dean Ambrose could have come down and attacked Seth Rollins and screwed him. Our main event for the fucking tournament, which, by the way, It's a tournament for the best in the world, and it means absolutely nothing because you get nothing but a fucking trophy. There's no title match. There's nothing to gain from winning this but quote-unquote bragging rights, and it's two heels, Dolph Ziggler, who may legitimately be one of the best in-ring performers in the world, versus The Miz. And then to make an even bigger joke out of it, you take The Miz out and you have Shane McMahon, who is not really a wrestler, win the fucking tournament for SmackDown. I have no issues with Shane. And if this is leading to a story, okay, cool. But, shit, why are you smiling like that? Continue, sir. I just want to make sure that they can actually hear me and you're not laughing because I'm muted or some shit. Oh, no, no, they can hear you. They can hear you. Part of me was laughing because I was so close to being right, and it was really funny to me. But then it didn't Yeah, no, you were, and I'm going to get to that too. Shane McMahon should not have won that fucking tournament. You should have actually given it to somebody who could have used the win. That person probably being Bobby Lashley. And there's a million ways you could have done it to get around 
having SmackDown lose and having to cut someone with the bullshit that they pulled on the SmackDown before it. But it should have been a better tournament, and it should not have ended that way, and there is no reason to declare Shane McMahon the best in the world. We have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev on a pre-show that I didn't even watch because I knew Shinsuke Nakamura won. Shinsuke Nakamura is your United States champion, and he is Japanese, and you're doing nothing with him. You put him in a corner. This man won the Royal Rumble for no fucking reason, and now he's having matches and even doing like the most basic WWE thing and saying, oh, here's an evil foreign guy, and he's the U.S. champion, and doing something with him? You're not fucking doing it. You're wasting this talent. Crown Jewel was a glaring, glaring fucking in-your-face slap as to all the things that WWE is doing wrong, all in one big four-hour presentation. You take talent from another company like Shinsuke Nakamura or Samoa Joe, who bust their ass, who try to work their way up and earn it like they did in NXT, you put them on the main roster, and you do nothing with them. I have nothing against AJ Styles. He is phenomenal. Personally, I think he should have been in the best in the world tournament because he is one of the best in the world. But I'm sick of fucking seeing AJ Styles have five matches against the same fucking guy with basically the same outcome over and over and over again. I get the idea that you want to take the WWE Championship and make it mean something when someone beats AJ Styles because he's been this long defending undefeated champion. Well, then put him against guys who mean something. Have him beat a Randy Orton. Don't have him run through Samoa Joe and Shinsuke because now who's going to beat him that's going to benefit from winning? Randy Orton doesn't benefit from beating AJ Styles. Randy Orton doesn't need the rub. Samoa Joe could use the rub. Shinsuke Nakamura could have sure as fuck use the fucking rub. There's a lot of guys on the roster that could use the fucking rub, and they're getting all beat by AJ. So who do you put against AJ? Daniel Bryan? He definitely doesn't need it. He's one of the most beloved fucking wrestlers on the roster, despite the fact that he's booked like a piece of shit. New Day versus The Bar doesn't even matter. It could have been the greatest match on the fucking show, but it's forgotten about because everything was so bad everywhere else. I don't... I know that the bar won, but I don't even remember what the fuck happened in that match because I was so pissed off by everything else, including putting the belt back on Brock Lesnar. Now, I get maybe, maybe, fuck you, Travis. <laughs> they want Brock Lesnar to walk into the UFC as universal champion because they think it's going to be good until he gets his ass beat by Daniel Cormier, and then your universal champion looks like a fucking chump. Braun Strowman is the most over guy on Raw. He went from heel to a baby face in the blink of a fucking eye. One moment, boom, switched. Everyone was back on Braun Strowman's side. If there was ever a time to put the belt on it, on him, this was it. And if they keep waiting, they're going to fuck that up like they fucked the Roman Reigns thing up, which is why Roman got booed so much. So what do you do? Oh, well, everyone bitched and complained that Brock Lesnar has been champion and doesn't show up. Maybe we should put the belt back on him. That was a good move. Everyone loved that. Yeah, no, you guys are fucking idiots. I was so excited to see Braun Strowman as champion taking on Drew McIntyre, who has been touted as this fucking second coming by Vince McMahon since he debuted, and now is actually in the shape and in the position to fucking be that. And it would have been a great fucking feud. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, great fucking feud. You've got so many heels on that fucking roster that could do well with Braun Strowman and trade the belt with Braun Strowman, and you put it on Brock Lesnar 
And now I've got to sit down and watch Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles 2 at SummerSlam so I can watch AJ Styles lose again because you refuse to take the fucking belt off either of them? It's fucking ridiculous. And the thing that pissed me off the most is I had to admit that Travis was right. I watched the main event. I watched the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. And I'm not going to take anything away from Triple H because he tore his peck. And that's not on him. But the fact that the oldest man in the fucking match, being The Undertaker, was the best-looking one moving around the ring, the fact that Shawn Michaels looked like a fucking cancer patient and he could not fucking work, or the fact that Kane was just slow and boring as shit and that match was an utter abortion, and you put that on last? Over AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, who've been busting their ass, over Braun Strowman, who should have been the main event because it's the universal title, and that would have been a great way to send everyone home happy, is... Braun Strowman leaving Universal Champion at the end of the fucking night. You put that match on last? Where DX, who can barely fucking hold themselves together because Triple H is all fucked up with his torn pack, and again, Shawn Michaels looks like a fucking cancer patient who can't fucking run or move and is stiff as shit, go over The Undertaker and Kane. And this has nothing to do with my love for The Undertaker. I don't care who won the match. Point is, those two guys look fucking horrible. Undertaker, who's the oldest guy in the match, who has been ridiculed for his decline in his ability, looked better than everyone in that match, looked better than half the fucking roster the entire night, moving around in a fucking tag team match. That entire show was an abomination. And the thing is, when people get passionate like this and they bitch and complain, the internet community, they all say, well, what do you think you could do better? Absolutely. I know I could do better. Let me book a fucking pay-per-view. I guarantee you can't make everyone happy, but I will send the majority of the fucking WWE universe home if I book the fucking pay-per-view. You're not going to have people ranting and raving and bitching about a fucking abortion of a pay-per-view. Travis, do you have anything you want to add to this? Uh, well, well, sir, um, you mentioned the, uh, that DX versus Brothers of Destruction match, as you were going on, you you know talking about how you know Shawn Michaels basically looked like a cancer patient. I think like at some point, no nobody told Shawn Michaels that he can't still do the shit that he did in '96, and he thought he could still do the shit he did in '96. Stuff that he did in fucking 2003. Yeah, but he, he was he. Even in 2003, he couldn't do what he did in 96. He thought he could still do what he did in 96. But even then, it was still okay. Like, now, like, he, dude, like, dude, you, you can't even walk. So why are you out there trying to do moonsaults and shit? I need you to sit your ass down and take a nap. Like, the fact you said that I had to admit, admit that, that you were right. That, oh, go ahead. The fact that I had to admit that you were right, that maybe these guys should just let go and move on because I was so excited to see them come back because I thought of all people, Shawn Michaels was going to be the guy to you know, prove Father Time wrong because I still don't think Undefeated. the Undertaker is terrible, and I enjoy seeing him. The fact that I'm like, no, you know what? Maybe Travis is right. Maybe it's time for them to let go and just move on. Broke me inside. That hurt. But that match was a fucking abortion. Oh, I know. That is the thing. I accepted that long ago, Matt, and so it doesn't hurt me as much anymore because I knew what was coming. I knew. So I was just, eh. that's why. And the whole thing when you got mad because you thought I was spoiling the Braun Strowman thing, it had nothing to do with Braun Strowman. It was the fact that this whole show was shitty. <laughs> just like I, you say that, I still don't believe you. I have no, I have no desire to spoil anything for you, sir. Like you know how much one you, thing you know how much joy it brings me seeing your face every time Brock Lesnar wins. 
week. It is so funny to me. I would never spoil that for you. Like I That was the one thing that was really gonna piss me off if I didn't know it was coming. Exactly. And so why would you think I'd want to tell you about that? It was the way you said it when you're like, oh shit, he doesn't know. I'm like, oh fuck, Brock Lesnar won. And no, was- he did, so whether it was your intent or not, it was not you spoiled it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my intent. It was just me saying like this show was so shitty. And honestly, the one match that really was in my head was the DX versus Brothers of Destruction match and how bad that was. Like that was really what was prominent in my head when I was like, "Oh damn, y'all, he doesn't know." <laughs> but even then, like I said, the Undertaker still looked better than everyone in that match. And it's not Triple H's fault he had a torn pec, which is part of our news and rumors. Um <laughs> Triple H is torn pec. He had surgery on it, but apparently he is going to miss WrestleMania 35. So that match between him and Batista that Batista has been campaigning for for like three years probably is not going to happen unless he can really work that out and get back before then. Um, Also, a rumor was the Prince of Saudi Arabia offered to buy WWE after that abortion of a pay-per-view, which blows my mind because I would not buy WWE after that fucking pay-per-view at all. That's, that'd be the last thing on my mind. His, like, I'm not going to take that shit. Eh, his standards are low. And last but not least, to go back to how I started this with fucking Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan went on Twitter and put himself over saying that he looked so big or he needs to lose some weight because he looked bigger than everyone on the roster and he's tired of looking like he could beat everyone on the roster up. Once again, you know, same thing I said about Shawn Michaels. Like, dude, you can barely walk. Sit your ass down. Go yeah, literally he said he looks so big, he looks like he could beat up the entire roster. He needs to calm himself down and lose a little weight because he's tired of looking like he could beat up the whole roster. Pretty much insulting the whole roster and putting himself over. Can we I after mean, one appearance? I mean, does he want us to go into his 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 extensions under that bandana? Like you know, or the which, fact that which, in which pictures might, he looks like he's wearing a Hulk Hogan mask, which which might not even rubber. be which might not even be extensions anymore. It might be that he's completely bald and he's just like putting little pieces of hair up under the bandana. <laughs> the one piece of joy I got from Crown Jewel was a joke that I made before I even watched it when I found out that Hulk Hogan opened the show because that was accidentally spoiled for me. And I said I could just see his opening promo now. Let me tell you something, brothers. I spent my entire career fighting people just like you. But it does feel good to be here in the Saudi Arabia Superdome. It's so weird, though, because, like, it's, it. you know, JR said this, like, I don't understand it. But for some reason, <clears throat> there are Hulk Hogan fans over there. Like, I don't understand what the reason behind it is, but they are for some reason. All right, Travis, if we don't want to roll over, we got to roll on. So let's get into Monday Night Raw. That's all I had for news and rumors. Oh, uh, no, there was something... Mike posted. Uh, give me a second here. Did I win the predictions? Uh, we. I didn't keep track of predictions. You might have. I don't fucking know. Oh, okay. We did predictions, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did do predictions, yeah, but I, we yeah, said we talked about the pay-per-view. We weren't going to count the predictions. Oh, okay. I don't... Yeah, see. Um, Talked about how we talk about every week, how Becky Lynch is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And Twitter... I can't fucking find it now. Oh, Neville. That's right. Neville finally broke his silence on Twitter after a year and pretty much just said he changed his Twitter name. Um, He's no longer the king. And he called every, he said, I'm back bastards or something like that. 
that's the first thing he's tweeted out since September of last year. But he's back on Twitter. He was entertaining his shit on Twitter when he was the king of the cruiserweights. I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to do. Nice to hear he's back up out of obscurity. Was he still, was he working or was he just like not doing anything? I think he's working independence. He ain't working WWE. Well, I know he wasn't working WWE. I'm like, but uh, I don't know. I know he did. I know we talked about how he did an independent show a little while back, but this was just a random tweet saying he's back. He changed his entire Twitter handle. So it has nothing to do with WWE anymore. Um, I think it's no longer King or something like that. Uh, He changed a bunch of shit, but he said, I'm back bastards or something like that. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to do and what, what's going to happen with him out on the independent scene. Okay. And then there's also rumors that CM Punk may be, may be returning, but he's not. Take that with a grain of fucking salt. I'm not even going to get into that bullshit. Yeah, that was that wasn't even really, it wasn't even really rumors. It was just somebody just saying like, ah, they could be doing this because this and this. No, no, there's multiple people that I've heard talking about a possible CM Punk return, and it's not going to happen. So anyway, Monday Night Raw, uh, Baron Corbin comes out. He's got everyone out there he's got security he announces that he's the men's team captain then he announces the women's team captain is alexa bliss who i'm assuming is still injured which is why she's not in the match um neither of them are going to compete um he says that drew mcintyre dolph ziggler and braun Strowman are the first three members of team raw Kurt then shows up. Kurt Angle says uh, he wants to have a match for not only just a spot on Team Raw because he thinks he deserves it, but to be team captain. He challenges Corbin. Corbin accepts. Uh, This was Kurt Angle cutting off Alexa Bliss before she announced who the women were going to be for they were going to have a match before she announced that. Then she was about to talk again. This time Strowman comes out. He beats up all the security, goes after Corbin, who runs away. He runs back up the ramp. The heels try and stop him. A ball brawl breaks out on stage. Wow, that's really hard to say. A brawl breaks out on stage. Rubber baby he bubble bumpers. Way through. Huh? That I was tongue twister. Uh, I said like, rubber baby bubble bumpers. Yeah, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Uh, <laughs> brawl breaks out on stage. Corbin ends up going to the back and trying to hide. When that <clears> doesn't work, Strowman's looking for him. He ends up leaving the arena. Before he does, he makes the match. It's no longer Corbin versus Angle, but McIntyre versus Angle in the main event. The winner gets to be Captain Raw. It was actually a really good match for as shitty as Kurt Angle looked at Crown Jewel. And uh, McIntyre beats Angle, which is good for McIntyre because he's one of those guys that needs the rub. And apparently he's now the new team captain for Raw, is my understanding. I don't think he won it for Corbin. I think he won it and he is the captain, but we'll find out more. Um, Did you see the six-woman tag team match? Who was in it? Uh, Sasha, Bailey, Natalia versus the Riot Squad. It's the one that Alexa announced. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Yes. Okay. Sunglasses. I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I was trying so to like, thing- was that this week or last week? Okay, yeah, that was this week. Yeah, the sunglasses. So the whole thing Shit. was uh, Natalia was coming out wearing her father's sunglasses. The match ended when Natalia broke Natalia or. <laughs> Natalia broke when Ruby Riot broke Natalia's dad's sunglasses. I'm still a little flustered from getting all worked up. Um, and then Natalia sat down crying. Go ahead. So they just decided we just not gonna finish the match. Yeah, pretty much. Because I'm watching. Because Natalia was crying. I'm, I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, there's no crying in baseball. Like, what the fuck is going on here? 
<laughs> no crying in baseball. <laughs> Kate's gonna love. Kate's gonna love that because her dad's a big League of Their Own fan. Like they even so, like why didn't they just at least do a roll up or something? You know what I mean? Like finish the fucking match, <laughs> or let the heels be heels, and while Natalia's crying, let them attack the shit out of Natalia and get DQ'd or some shit. Something exactly. Finish the goddamn match. They didn't even ring the bell. Uh. Arguably, the best part of the night was Seth Rollins coming out with the tag team titles both around his neck and the IC title. Go ahead, Travis. By the way, at Crown Jewel, they did actually say the fact that Seth Rollins was a tag team champion. So, you know, just saying. It doesn't that. matter. You won the fucking pizza. You got the pizza. You ate the pizza. It's over. I hear over. you. It was delicious, too. I bet. It was so good. Um, so good. Seth Rollins comes out with both tag team titles. Almost uh, that much money to get another one. <laughs> he talks about how it's bullshit Almost. that Corbin hit Braun Strowman in the back of the head, helping Brock win <laughs> after everything Roman Reigns did to defeat Brock Lesnar and take the title off him. Um, he says he can't defend the titles by himself, unfortunately, and then Corbin pops up from his little. This is before Corbin left, by the way. He pops up from his little backstage hiding spot on the screen and lets Seth Rollins know that he disagrees. He thinks Seth Rollins absolutely can defend those titles by himself. So if Dean Ambrose doesn't come out, he's going to have to against these men. These men were the AOP. Thank God we put the tag team titles on a real fucking tag team, a tag team who has busted their ass and deserves to be champions. AOP, Revival, either way, I'm happy. Go ahead. Who are they going to go against, though? Well, right now they're going to go against Sheamus and Cesaro at Survivor Series, but after that, you know, I mean, the AOP has been beaten by smaller tag teams in NXT. They didn't leave NXT undefeated or unbeaten. They could be beaten. It's just a matter of building up some tag teams. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they, what, there are no actual tag teams on Raw. That's my point. That's not true. You got the B team. You got the Revival. You got uh, Slater and Rhino. You got a few. Did you say Slater the and Rhino? Slater and Rhino. <laughs> I gave you the B team. I gave you the Ascension. The I'm Ascension. Not, I'm not. I'm not giving you Slater and Rhino. Hey, I'm not doing that. You be careful. I'm don't piss that. Kate off. Don't talk bad about Heath Slater. Man, you know I'm, how she feels about Heath Slater. I know, and I don't give a shit. I'm not giving you Heath Slater and Rhino. I'm not doing it. I'm not and, doing it. Anyway, the AOP beat Seth Rollins. <laughs> they are the new tag team champions. After the match, Dean Ambrose comes down. Seth is like. Why'd you do it? He goes, oh, you want to know why? You want to know why? Well, too bad. And Dirty deeds. <laughs> yeah. They finally asked Renee Young why Dean's doing this. And let me just say, I know we talked last week about how we wanted Renee to be more involved, but I kind of like her going this approach because Renee's fucking ride or die, Travis. Like, that's the bitch you want by your side. They come to you, the cops, and they're like, hey, why is your husband doing what he's doing? I don't know. He wouldn't tell me. I know nothing. I don't know. She didn't go far enough. Well, she should have been like, like, why is your husband doing this? Doing what? He didn't do nothing. <laughs> we just saw him do it. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, she's right or die. You're going to believe me in your lying eyes. He didn't do shit. <laughs> I respect that. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey comes out and cuts a promo addressing Becky Lynch. Uh, we talk about how Ronda Rousey was abused as a child, but no one seems to care. She says she's Told the baddest you, bitch. It builds character. Her saying that she was woken up every morning by her mother trying to break her arm concerns me. I don't know why no one else was concerned, but the idea of my mom 
waking me every up, waking me up every morning to try and break my arm. I'm not cool with that. I don't think that's good parenting. Maybe if your mother woke you up every day trying to break your arm, you'd be a WWE superstar also. Yeah, maybe if I actually had some ambition and went out and tried to become one, I could be too. But... Exactly. And that's what happens when your mother wakes you up every day trying to break your arm. Well, I'd definitely be out of the house looking for something to do. Exactly. Build uh, she's character. She calls herself the baddest bitch on the planet. It wasn't a bad promo, but it definitely wasn't as good as the promo she cut against Nikki Bella Mm -hmm. before Evolution. Um, She's still getting better, though. Mm -hmm. Then Nia Jax comes out. Did you see Nia Jax come out? Yes. Did you see Nia Jax let Ronda know that after Survivor Series, she'll be waiting? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait. Did I? Yeah, because she had a match right after that, right? Did you see that match? Yes. Okay, so that is not... Not good enough for Hulu, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Nia Jax versus Ember Moon. Jax wins. Tamina comes out, beats on Ember Moon after, and then they hug, and Nia turns heel. Yeah, man. Them Samoans, bro. That's family. (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to go into not good enough for Hulu. I'm not sure how much wasn't good enough for Hulu. This one was a really tough one because there were a lot of long segments and shit in here, so it was really hard to pick and choose. Uh. Did you see Lashley, Lashley versus Balor? Yes. Really? Uh, Lashley beat Finn Balor, and then Drew McIntyre attacked Balor afterwards because they're both Irish and Scottish, and we were in I don't remember England. seeing the attack, but I remember seeing because Lashley won, right? Yeah, Lashley won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I didn't remember the And attack, then McIntyre though. came down, and he stared down Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley left, and he picked up <laughs> Finn Balor, and then he you're hit right. him with the Claymore. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I did see that. Uh, did you see Apollo Crews versus Jinder Mahal? Negative. Okay. Uh, yeah. Apollo Crews beat Jinder Mahal. This is part of this strange push that they're giving Apollo Crews, which I'm not mad about because he's athletic as fuck, and why not do more for the black people? Yeah, we'll see. This may be as you negative. said, this, this they've got to work twice as hard and be twice as good, so he is twice as good. Let's give him a chance. This may be another Sheldon Benjamin situation. We'll see that. It could, but he's getting wins, and that's at least something. So is Shelton. We'll see. Did you see? Did you see Dolph Ziggler and Elias? No. Oh, Travis. Oh, Travis. Dolph Ziggler cut a promo about Crown Jewel and how it's not fair that Shane McMahon entered himself in the match and how he should be the best in the world. And then Elias had a song for Dolph Ziggler. He comes out and he strums a guitar and he sings a song about Dolph Ziggler. Claims that Oasis said that if he spoke with the Gallagher brothers and they said if he sings this song about Dolph Ziggler, Oasis will reunite. I'm still waiting to hear that. Do you know who Oasis is? No. You know that song, Wonderwall? No. I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm sure you've heard it before. We'll sing it, so uh, what are you talking about? No. Um, but Elias beats Ziggler. Okay. And it was a fun segment from Elias. Elias was hilarious. His song was fun. Ziggler got pissed. I feel like I could really appreciate it if you would sing the song for me, though. My throat hurts from all that yelling and shit I was doing. It's not going to be good. And I'm not like you. I don't want to torture these people with my bad singing. Whatever. You're just a pussy. Go ahead. Continue. That's it for Monday Night Raw. But apparently the only things not good enough for Hulu... Are Apollo Crews and Jinder Mahal and Dolph Ziggler and Elias? Yeah, I'm thinking what happened. A lot of the other stuff they like cut short by like you know cutting out entrances and shit. 
I just don't know. That could be. That could be. Or they maybe cut other segments short and just cut out certain parts of promos and stuff like that. That may have been what they did this week, but we'll see. Well, we won't see because I'm not going to look that deeply into it, but yeah. Let's roll on into SmackDown. We start with Paige. She introduces Shane McMahon. Uh, and Shane McMahon, she takes a picture with him because apparently he's the best in the world. Fucking bullshit. Uh, and then Shane announces that Daniel Bryan is the captain of Team SmackDown. He also said that he was not the best in the world. But he won the fucking tournament anyway. Yeah. And he's still carrying around the fucking trophy and taking pictures yeah. with the trophy. Yeah, he's going here. We'll see. That's a rumor. I heard that rumor. We will see. It's not even a rumor to me. I didn't even look at rumors. I'm just like that. Logically, that seems like where they're going, especially the way they were talking at the pay per view. That's the way the like the commentary team was talking and shit. Like he's going heel, but we'll see. The Miz comes down. He argues that he should be captain. That he made it to the finals of the Best in the World tournament, and he's beaten Daniel Bryan and blah blah blah. And Shane says, "You know what? You're right." You're both captain. You guys are co-captains. So figure out the rest of the team. And the first person they put on the team is fucking Shane McMahon. He's the best in the world. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, And then they have some qualifier matches because they want to check some guys out. So they set up uh, Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas later so they could see these guys. The Miz picked Samoa Joe and Andrade. Daniel Bryan obviously picked the good guys, Rey Mysterio and Jeff Hardy. They both had four choices. They had a match to see who would fill out the final two spots on Team SmackDown. Uh, The New Day lose to the Usos in a great match. It's always a great match. Once again, a great match. Every time those two teams get into the ring, it is magic. But apparently we are having a tag team Survivor Series match, and I don't know... If it's a six man, twelve man, like I, I'm not sure how they're going to do this. But as of right now, if I'm understanding this correct, it's it's even though it's tag teams, they got five guys. They've got all three members of the New Day, it's plus the Usos. That. It's more than that. I want to say, I think there's more teams than that. I think they're putting multiple teams in this match besides just those two. I think they just. Well, I'll be the interesting to see. Yeah, but this match was determined the team captains for the SmackDown tag team or the yeah SmackDown tag team. Survivor Series team, the Usos won, and then out of mutual respect, with a hug and a handshake, they asked the New Day to join the team. It was a really cool moment. I appreciated it. I'm going to save Becky for last. I'm not going to give you that, Becky. I'm going to save that for last. I can understand that. Rey Mysterio beat Andrade Cial Almas. Then uh, Ray catches an RKO afterwards. And good match. What? Because Randy Orton does what he wants. And because Randy Orton wasn't even an option to be on the Survivor Series team, which baffles my mind, but okay. Um, Paige announces the SmackDown Women's Survivor Series team. She has Naomi, Carmella, Sonya Deville, and Asuka come out and then announces the captain as Charlotte, even though last time we spoke to Charlotte, Charlotte said, I'll have to think about it. Charlotte doesn't come out. But Mandy Rose comes out, and Mandy Rose says, listen, I love Sonya Deville, but why is she here and not me? I threw her out of the Battle Royal at Evolution. It clearly should be me. As a matter of fact, Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, more like the Empress of Forgotten, 
Carmella, Miss Money in the Bank, ain't done shit. And Naomi, does anyone feel the glow? Does your husband, Jimmy, still feel the glow? And that set Naomi off. She was not happy. Here's the thing about that promo from Mandy Rose, though. It would have been more meaningful if it came from somebody who was relevant herself. So <laughs> they're working. They are working on making her relevant. They gave her a small little push in that battle royal. Now they got her coming out doing this. She might end up having a match to qualify. They're they got to build characters, Travis. Oh, I hear you. I'm just saying they're like, building I, her. That doesn't make my criticism less valid. It's just you know. It would have been more meaningful coming from somebody who was more valid herself because she tried to tell people that they're not valid. I'm like, yo, you ain't did shit either. So, what's your they point? are they are seemingly driving a wedge between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Which I get that. Yeah, you need women tag teams to have a women tag team division. So you keep pushing this. I don't think they're gonna do that, but they're gonna do it. It's going to happen. If you say so. Uh, and then, and the reason I'm saving Becky for last is because not only was she fantastic, but something happened in that match that made me really happy. Um, so the main event was Joe versus Hardy. You had Daniel Bryan and the Miz ringside watching and taking notes after Joe chokes out Hardy because he is legitimately a badass and should be WWE champion right now. Uh, Joe gets in Daniel Bryan's face. Daniel Bryan doesn't like it. So he goes after Joe, even though the Miz is like, Hey, Chill, calm down, let it go, let it go. Miz goes in there. Daniel Bryan takes out the Miz. Then Shane shows up out of nowhere, and Daniel Bryan hits Shane, too. Was it an accident? I don't know. Shane didn't seem too sorry about it. No, no, it wasn't an accident. Not at all. All right, let's talk about Becky. Let's. Becky is in the back getting ready. She has... Ronda Rousey's shirt on, and she rips it to show I am the man shirt. Comes down to the ring with a message for Ronda. She pretty much says, you may call yourself the baddest bitch on the planet, but I'm going to make you my bitch. Uh, Then after she cuts this amazing promo that was fantastic, and I'm, I'm really... I can't believe that they waited this long to do this with Becky or give her the time on the mic because she she is just that damn good. She says, you know what? I'm already out here. I'm all worked up. The champ wants a fight. Who wants a piece of the champ? Insanity's music hits. Now, I forgot that Sanity existed on SmackDown because they only had one match and they just disappeared. I did not forget that when they brought Sanity up, they brought Sanity up minus Nikki Cross because I've been watching Nikki Cross, who's been fantastic on NXT uh, week after week. So I'm like, why is Sanity out here? Are they going to jump Becky? That doesn't make sense because she's not really a face, but she's not really a heel. And then Eric Young points back and out, come Nikki, out comes Nikki Cross. And Travis, the happiness in my stomach. Now, I know you're not very familiar with Nikki Cross. Not at all. She is entertaining as shit. And the happiness in my stomach that fluttered up into my chest and then went through my neck and into my cheeks and spread across my face into a smile and even a little girlish giggle was just so great. Because I saw her run down and I saw her do her thing and I knew it was going to be an entertaining match because she always puts on entertaining matches. Becky's great. But when Becky addressed her and called... and. 
I don't know if she's actually called up to the main roster. Let's be clear on that. She is Scottish. They were in England. This might have been a one-time thing because she's still technically I doubt in it. a storyline. Hold on. She's still technically in a storyline on NXT as of tonight. So she's not off NXT TV yet. So I don't know if they've officially brought her up. They kept referring to her as the twisted sister of NXT, not the twisted sister of SmackDown now. But when Becky addressed her and said, oh, Nikki Cross, twisted sister of NXT, what do you think? And then she snatched it, and she did that weird, psychotic thing that she does where she's kind of like Brittany Murphy from Don't Say a Word or any other like mental patient, like kind of cutesy mental patient that you see in movies and shit, which I absolutely love that she does. She does this thing where she bites the ropes, Travis. Like, she literally just grabs and bites him and shakes like a fucking dog. She's fucking crazy, and it's entertaining as shit. Let me just tell you. Okay. The more you see a Nikki Cross, you'll see what I'm talking about. Unless they do what they always do, and they bring them onto the main roster and then water them the fuck down and ruin the characters. They brought up fucking Nikki Cross, and I was super fucking happy. Um, I really hope it's a permanent call-up. She asked Becky if Becky wants to play because she'll play with Becky. Becky says, I don't want to play. I want to fight. They have their match. Becky beats Nikki Cross, but it was a good match. It was an entertaining match. It was a nice debut for Nikki Cross. I'm excited to have her on the main roster if she's officially there. If not, I still get her on NXT, so it's not a big loss, but I've been waiting to see her come up. We need to get more women up on that roster if we're going to have this tag team division that I keep talking about. So there's that. You got anything you want to add from SmackDown? Anything you want to go into deeper or cover? Because it looks like we got quite a bit of time, even though we do have one more thing to talk about. Hmm. No, I don't have anything else for SmackDown. All right, Travis, who's winning this? Or uh, who's going over this week? Becky. All right, all right. Um, Yeah, yeah, Becky's going over. No doubt about it. She's a, I mean, she's obliterating people on Twitter. She went after Seth Rollins on Twitter. She did that whole, who's my biggest stan? Not fan, stan. And it's all the tweets from Ronda Rousey that Ronda's directed at her. She's been obliterating Ronda on Twitter. She goes after everybody. She doesn't give a fuck. She's entertaining as shit on Twitter. She's entertaining on TV. She's probably the best thing SmackDown has going right now. Best thing WWE has going right now. She fucking... Put Charlotte out like Charlotte's completely doubting herself now. Doesn't even want to come out and be in the Survivor Series match, let alone captain. Doesn't know what the fuck she's doing with her life because Becky just destroyed her. Um, the problem is, and it's kind of what I talked about earlier, I don't see them not putting Ronda Rousey over because it's fucking Ronda Rousey. And WWE val- uh, values name recognition over actual talent. Ronda's a bigger name, so Ronda's going to win at Survivor Series, which I think is fucking stupid yeah I, I think there will be shenanigans though we'll see though there might be but i'd like to see it go to a no contest or a dq or something but more than likely ronda's the big name ronda's gonna win brock's the big name i wouldn't be surprised if brock won i thought aj should have won last year he didn't i don't know that he's gonna win this year i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't that's where they they see the money so that's where they're gonna go uh, who's losing this week, Travis? Who is jabbing out? Everybody, you showed up to that Crown Jewel pay per view. That was last week. Who's losing? Or who's jabbing out this week? It happened within the past week. 
Okay. Who is jobbing out from either Raw or SmackDown? Anybody who's at that Crown Jewel pay-per-view. They who is jobbing out who was physically on Raw or SmackDown on Monday night or Tuesday night without relating anything back to prior to Monday night? From the events that happened on Raw and SmackDown, who is jobbing out? You. You're right, I am. Because <laughs> Brock Lesnar is the fucking champion. Because AJ Styles is still the goddamn champion. And you know what? Well, since we got some time, let me just say this. I mentioned how Crown Jewel was a glaring fucking slap in the face of everything WWE is doing wrong. And I didn't elaborate on it, and I should have. You take guys, like I said, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Kane, and Triple H, and you main event them over actual stars, current stars who are busting their ass every week, who should be the main event because they value the old over the new, regardless of talent. You take guys from other companies like Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura, and you job them out. Did you know Samoa Joe, when he came to NXT, Stop mocking me with me moving my hands. Fuck off. I, I saw you doing it right away. When Samoa Joe came to NXT, they offered Samoa Joe a contract, and they said, listen, we want you to come here, and we think you could do some good, but we're bringing you in to help elevate other talent. There's no guarantee that you're going to make it to the main roster, but if you bust your ass, there's a chance. And Samoa Joe took that. He said, okay, because he likes a fucking challenge. Not only did he come, not only did he enhance talent, he became NXT champion. He had an amazing feud with Shinsuke Nakamura, made it to the main roster. Even though it wasn't a guarantee, he made that happen. He busted his ass. If you're going to put the belt on somebody, you put it on a guy like Samoa Joe because AJ's had it long enough. It's not that AJ didn't deserve it or he shouldn't be champion. It's he had it long enough. There's no reason for AJ to be champion anymore. There's really no one else for AJ to fight that's worthwhile if he's going to drop the title, plain and simple. But that's what WWE does. I wouldn't be surprised if AJ drops that title to Randy Orton and he's a 14-time WWE champion. Nah, he's going to drop it to Brock Lesnar. Fuck you. (laughs) You guys all know my issue with Brock Lesnar. Same thing, name recognition over actual talent that's busting their ass and working hard. WWE keeps doing it. It's a fucking disappointment. It's stupid. It's what WCW did, and it's why WCW went under. I'm not saying WWE is going to go under. I'm just saying learn from the mistakes. Don't repeat them. Well, that's not really why WCW went under. We'll talk about that at another time, but yeah. Um, all right, Travis. So I finally got you to sit down and watch a match from NXT. Give me your honest opinion because I've told you before, and I'm sure you could see from watching his entrance and watching him that Aleister Black is my favorite, right now favorite wrestler, hands down, period. What was your overall impression watching a match that, by the way, wasn't a main event and was probably better than most main events you're going to get on Raw or SmackDown on a pay-per-view, in my opinion? What was your thought? Well, Matt, here's the thing. I was going to watch it. And then I started playing Red Dead. And then I was like, oh, shit. Let me go ahead and watch this. So then I started watching it. Look at you. Yeah, look at that face you made. That was so funny. It was so funny. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that way more than I should have. 
The faces you make. It's so easy. So anyway. You watched the match. Yes, I did watch the match. And I picked this match specifically because I've been talking to you about Aleister Black. And we've talked about Velveteen Dream. And you said you've kind of you kept your ear open to him. But I know you haven't really seen him. And this was probably his breakout performance. So I wanted you to see that. So again, what did you think? Excellent. Tremendous. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. They told a story throughout the match. This whole thing was about getting Aleister Black to say his name and acknowledge him. And he got that even though he lost. And it was like, okay, you earned his respect and he acknowledged you. I feel it. I like that. Like there was a reason behind the match. You kept with that reason throughout the match. That was a theme. You stuck with it. You told me a story. I feel it. Yeah, that was, and I don't know if you saw any of the build-up. Or, that or if you just the went straight. DDT was fucking amazing also, by the way. Well, we'll talk about that. Hold on. We got time. I don't know if you got to see any of the build-up or if you just went to the milestone and watched the match. Yeah, Did I you see any of the build-up? No, I just watched the match. So the fact that you were able to see what the match was about without seeing the build-up shows that they told a great story. But leading up to this match, Velveteen Dream was coming out, interfering, getting in Aleister Black's face, begging him to just say his name, recognize him, and Alistair ignored him. He stole Alistair Black's vest. He cost Alistair Black a match. He did all this shit. And Alistair Black just kept turning his back or walking away from him. And you could see him getting so angry that Alistair Black just didn't think he was worth even acknowledging. Hmm. And in the end, like you said, he said, enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream. And he got that respect. And he earned it. And he deserved it. Because it was a fucking amazing match. Even though they had two rings, they stayed in one ring, and they still put on an amazing match. That uh, Death Valley driver with the fucking uh, cartwheel? He calls it the dream driver? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like you said, that badass DDT that he does. Yeah, man. It was like weird. Like he did the roll of the dice, but then he swung around and hit it with the... I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. He's got that Macho Man-esque purple Rainmaker elbow drop that he does. He didn't get that in the match, though. He caught a boot to the face instead. Yeah, but that's his finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Black's entrance is fucking one of the best entrances on NXT, possibly one of the best entrances in WWE. I can um, see why you like that. Yeah. How'd you like the Dream's tights? Because he does this shit, and it's entertaining as fuck. Very Rick Rude-esque. He brings out chaps... And he unzips the chaps, and on the first side of the chaps, he's got Aleister Black's face. And then he unzips the other side and reveals his face, airbrushed onto the tights. He does this shit, Travis. It's fucking great. He is he is absolutely one of the best characters. And right as of right now, at NXT War Games on Saturday, he is facing Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT World Heavyweight title. Nice. And we get a War Games match. Nice. Um, you already talked about the point of the match and Velveteen wanting to be acknowledged. Um, oh, Alistair Black goes and does that springboard moonsault into the Indian style seat as Velveteen Dream is sliding back in the ring and he just looks at him and Velveteen's like, oh, fuck. So then Velveteen starts mocking Alistair Black and he sits down, he does the same thing and then Black reverses it and he crawls into Velveteen's position and gets in his face and gives it a look. That back and forth was fucking great. And then you get 
Velveteen later on in the match going like he's going to dive outside and instead holds onto the ropes and shows his thing. The gyrating in Aleister Black's face and when he gets on the top rope before he does the elbow drop. Fucking love it. Um, Dream's got a lot of innovative offense. Uh, he's one of my he's one of my favorite wrestlers, not just on NXT and WWE. Black being number one, he is definitely up there. This guy for only wrestling for three years, for being one of the contestants who didn't make it on the last season of Tough Enough that they had, he has really, really, really shown he loves this business and he's fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Did you notice that the ref looked like he could have been Trump's kid? He was like really orange. If he had like yellow hair. No, I wasn't paying attention to the ref. Oh, dude, he was bright orange. It was bad. Mm. And then, like you said, Aleister Black paid respects to the dream. So even though you've been fighting me, even though you didn't want to do it, are you happy you sat down and watched this pay-per-view with me? Or for me? I wouldn't go that far. I'll say I enjoyed the match. I'll give you that. All right, well, we are going to see in the coming weeks if we can get you excited about NXT. I already posted a poll online at facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw where you guys got to pick what was the next nxt pay-per-view match we were going to have travis watch and the winner as of the last time i checked which was not too long ago is from nxt takeover chicago one it is an nxt uk championship match between the bruiserweight pete dunn and tyler Bate. and travis when i tell you this is hands down one of the best matches wrestling-wise you will have ever seen. I am not lying. This match is utterly fantastic. And I'm not a big – before this match, I wasn't big on the British style of wrestling. It's a lot of joint manipulation and things like that that I found boring. But these guys really fucking amped this match up. So your next match for next Wednesday, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne. NXT TakeOver Chicago. Can I just keep playing Red Dead and get into a fight with somebody in a bar and tell you about that instead? No. What if it's like a big fight with everybody in the bar? It's like a battle royal. No. Okay. Um, You guys posted. I saw it. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but uh, Creation Conversation is back today, Wednesday. Well, right now it's Thursday in the Midwest, but it was posted today, Wednesday, um, on Creation Magazine, uh, Facebook.com slash group slash Creation. Uh, Facebook.com slash Creation Magazine. Mm-hmm. Creation Conversation. Video has been posted. You, John, and Mara the Shark Watkins. Yes. Also available. I'm sorry, what was that? Set on podcast services tomorrow. And be on podcast services or, tomorrow. Well, today, depending on when you watch this, you know. Also, uh, Mara and you, already available uh, a couple days early, Super Flash Arrow of Tomorrow for this week. Yes. Listen to it. Fantastic show. Go check it out. Also, go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flash Arrow of Tomorrow. And uh, they're doing a lot of fun stuff over there. They got some polls going. It's getting very interactive. So if you guys are a fan of the Arrowverse, go check that page out get into some of the discussions, get involved. It's fun as always, because I run the page and as Paul Heyman put in a tweet that I talked about today. And because I found out through ancestry.com that I am Jewish, I'm the Jew that runs the zoo. And that zoo is facebook.com 
slash groups slash smacking it raw. Yeah, he said that shit, and it was I fucking fantastic. It, I um, I've got polls going up all the time. We do tournaments. We've got discussions for pay-per-views. News and rumors are constantly being posted. Uh, thank you again to Michael LaShawn Willis, uh, my buddy Kill Bill, as I know him, for keeping us updated on things when I haven't quite got to him. As soon as they happen, he's done a fantastic job with that without me even asking. I do appreciate it. There's a lot of discussion. There's a lot of interaction there. So go be a part of it. As wrestling fans, it's a fun thing to do. We all love to interact with each other. So go do that. Um, Coming up, we have Survivor Series. So we'll have a live post show with Travis in the Rack after Survivor Series. When is Um, it? I'm sorry. Uh, that is the 18th, 19th, whatever that Sunday is, that weekend. I think it's the 18th. Okay. Uh, Saturday, the 17th, is NXT War Games. And maybe by this point, we'll get Travis actually convinced to sit down and watch some of War Games, Here's even if it's thing. just Velveteen Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa. You need to understand. Like, I don't just not watch NXT just because I don't give a shit or don't want to watch it. I just don't have the time, man. Like, If I can find the time, you can find the time. Dude, I have way more to do than you. Do you know how much work I've been putting in on 2K19 to get this fucking roster built and these pay-per-views done and create everyone's character all on my own? Congratulations. When I'm not here, that's all I do other than my actual job job, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and the weekends where I have to spend time with my wife because I love her and I enjoy it. Exactly. See, me, you know, outside of this, you know, there's also two other podcasts. I do sometimes three other podcasts that I do on top of the other things I'm working on that I can't talk about right now. So, yeah. Even though you keep hinting at them and then bringing them up and then scolding me on other podcasts saying that I fuck up, but you keep doing you a wink, wink, and nod. way too many details. All I said is I'm working on something that I can't talk about. Yeah, and you've done winks and nods, and I, uh, yeah. you're just as bad as everyone else. No, I, yeah, but I can do that, and you can't. So get over it. It's my goddamn show. I'm about to cut this off right now. You better hurry up and close it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are smacking a rod. We are that damn good. <laughs>